And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Happy holidays, Raider Nation. Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And as I said, man, happy holidays, Christmas right around the corner, which means that your Las Vegas Raiders are set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs for the second time this year at Arrowhead Stadium. Kickoff at 10 a.m. on a Monday. So make sure you note that because it has thrown me off a handful of times this week as well. But because of that, today is Friday. Usually we come to you guys on a Thursday, but with the holiday, the funky schedule, the Monday night and the morning schedule, the holiday schedule, we are hanging out with you on a Friday. But all the same, we are excited to have you with us. And we got a good show today, man. We're feeling good. Holiday cheer in the air. We're going to welcome in our guy, Malcolm Kuntz, in just a few minutes. Malcolm Kuntz, who has had a really, really nice 2023, an improved 2023, uh, and in many ways, a career year for the third year defensive end out of Buffalo. But before we get to all that, before we break down ever so briefly, because it feels like a lifetime ago now, uh, the Thursday night football win over the Los Angeles Chargers, a historic win over the Los Angeles Chargers. You know I got some bills to pay. So we begin with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. So in the past, let's call it week or so, your Las Vegas Raiders and Champ Kelly have made the following moves. On December 15th, fullback Jakob Johnson and center Hronis Grisou go Ducks, reverted to the practice squad. Then on 12-20, which is Wednesday of this week, Las Vegas Raiders signed defensive tackle Marquan McCall to the practice squad and waived defensive tackle Nesta Jade Silvera. They also released cornerback Troy Pride Jr. from the practice squad. And then yesterday, since we're recording this on a Friday, uh, they signed the aforementioned Cronus Grisou, the pro duck himself, to the active roster and waived defensive end Malik Reed. So we talk about it every week, right? The bottom of that roster, a living, breathing, ever-evolving organism, and Champ Kelly and his crew doing their best to ensure that Antonio Pierce and company have the best 53 and uh, and the guys on the practice squad to make this thing a lot of fun and interesting over the final three weeks well before we had three weeks left to play we had four weeks left to play and look i don't want to do a full deep dive onto the uh into the i should say thursday night win over the los angeles chargers as much as i would love to uh for those of you guys who want more of like an in-depth uh kind of go in, go into that uh, head on over the fifth quarter uh, that was me and Fitz post-game breaking down everything that we saw. But just now that we're kind of a week out, and it sounds so crazy to say we're a week out because of the funkiness of our schedule. But the Raiders put up 63. They beat the Chargers 63-21. They're up 42 nothing at half. It was a day. It was a night. It was a handful of days where you're sitting there. You're scratching your head. Like, what, what happened, right? 
Raiders get goose-egged four days previous at home against the Vikings. They lose 3-0. They turn around in four days and put up 63, a franchise record. I mean, it was a blast. It was confusing. It was a lot of fun. It made us question everything that we knew or we thought we knew about the 2023 Raiders. But anytime you're putting up franchise records and anytime you're doing it against a division rival, that is a good day at the office. Uh, And I think for me, the biggest takeaway from that game and look, I don't want to dive, or not dive, I don't want to read too much into one afternoon or one evening, I should say, at Allegiant, as great as it was. You know, when we zoom out from this season, we'll look at it as one of 17, right? You know, it doesn't matter if you win by 100, you lose by 100. It still counts as one. Uh, so when I look at, at the game, you know, I think for me, what I want to see over these final three games is who are the 2023 Raiders? Who were the 2023 Raiders? Were they the team that got goose-egged at home against the Vikings, fell 3-0 in a game that all of us sitting here believes that they should have, could have, and probably needed to win? Or are they the team that comes in ultra-motivated, puts up 63 on the Chargers, ultimately gets the Chargers GM and their head coach fired, are firing on all cylinders, forcing turnovers at a crazy rate, uh, doing things that we have never seen in the history of this organization. Which, which version of these two teams are the Raiders, right? Are they closer to the team on Thursday night or are they closer to the team that we saw on Sunday against the Vikings? My gut tells me, and it's such a cop-out, split the difference, right? I mean, you're not going to put up 63 points every single week, right? This organization has been around for decades, and the fact that no one has put up 63 points kind of tells you how hard and how rare that is. But again, I think that they are a lot better than the team we saw against the Vikings that Sunday previous. I do. I think that you look at, at an Aiden O'Connell who's getting better and better, better week after week. You look at some of the weapons on the outside. You look at the way this defense is playing. You look at the way that this special teams unit is dominating field position. Daniel Carlson, again, having a great year. A.J. Cole having an all-pro. Talk about historic uh, year for the punter. That's exactly what he's doing. And so the Raiders are better than that zero. They are. Are they as good as 63 points on, on a regular basis? I hope so. I don't know. We will have to wait and see Monday afternoon or Monday morning, I guess, here uh, when they take on the Chiefs. But for me, it was such a perfect balance of things, right? It's, you know, the Raiders average nearly five yards, uh, five yards of carry on the ground without the services of Josh Jacobs, without the services of Colton Miller, without the services of Andre James. They were able to go nearly five yards of carry on the ground. Aiden O'Connell goes for 260, four touchdowns. Uh, Devontae is Devontae. The young guys get involved. Michael Mayer, Trey Tucker, Zamir White. We have Thayer Munford going uh, going wire to wire at left tackle. It, to me, was like the perfect microcosm of what could have been, of what should have been, of what might be over these final three weeks. Uh, A really strong nucleus uh, of young guys that are getting better and better and better week after week. Guys that are still learning, guys that are still taking their lumps but also an immensely talented group, a team that should have expectations attached to them, right? Anytime you have uh, an all-pro wide receiver, an all-pro running back, one of the best defensive players in the NFL, we're talking about Max Crosby, obviously, there should be expectations attached to what you're going to do every single Sunday. And, and that's a good thing. You don't want to be a team where you go, ah, well, we'll just see what they do. Yeah, but If they win, that would be nice. They're going to try really hard. That's not the Raiders. That's not the Raiders this year. Obviously, there's so much that has happened, uh, you know, the first part of the season with, with the previous regime, and then, the, you know, a very clear turning of the page when Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly come into control here. But I, I'm very curious to kind of see how these final three games play out. I really am. I think that we're going to learn a lot 
about the Raiders. I think we're going to learn a lot about Aiden O'Connell. I think we're going to learn a lot about this young nucleus. I think we're going to learn a lot about this draft class. And look, you know, as the Raiders sit here at six and eight, right? Can we confirm that? We're six and eight. And the postseason, you know, very not out of reach, but kind of a distant hope at this point, I think is fair to say. I just want to see improvement. I want to see improvement. I want to see consistency. Uh, and I want to see, and look, I, I say it every week. I talked about it on Raiders Roundtable with JT the Brick earlier this week. I'm a firm believer until there's a little E next to your name on ESPN or NFL.com or wherever you get your NFL rankings, you have a ton to play for. And that is the case for your Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and shifting ahead, looking ahead, I should say, to Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Raiders Christmas morning matchup here uh, against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And we'll talk about this with Malcolm Coons in just a few minutes. But, you know, a scheduling uniqueness, a little oddity, right, where the Raiders saw the Chiefs in week 12, so literally less than a month ago. Uh, we welcome the Chiefs here to Las Vegas in Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders ultimately lose that game 31-17. You guys will remember they built that first quarter lead. Unfortunately, it was not meant to uh, meant to stay. And Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs tend to do. They get hot. Uh, they're able to double dip at the end of the first half, into the second half, and they're off to the races. And you look up, and oh, Yep, the Chiefs put up 30 points again. But I think for us, I think what what we can look at from that game is a learning experience, right? You know, this is not one of those unique situations where we look at the Broncos here in a few weeks, right, where you open the season against the Broncos. And look, the Broncos team that the Raiders are going to see here in about uh, two and a half weeks, incredibly different than the Broncos team we saw week one. Uh, and I think that, you know, the, the fact that the Raiders have now played the Chiefs or will have played the Chiefs twice in the span of 30 days, I think behooves the Raiders. And look, this Raiders defense, Malcolm Coons, Max Crosby, Trayvon Merrick, Nate Hobbs, Jack Jones now. I mean, this is a group that is playing a really, really good brand of football. And I feel like we've talked about it uh, a lot the past couple of weeks for good reason. But Patrick Graham, coaching out of his mind right now, deserves a round of applause from every single person in the Raider Nation because he has done a fantastic job with a rotating cast, specifically on the secondary. And this defense, as crazy as it sounds, this Raiders defense is no joke. This is a slice and dice the stats however you want them. Look at the turnovers. Look at the conversions of this percentage, that percentage. This is a good Raiders defense. And Patrick Graham deserves a ton of credit for being flexible, for being uh, innovative, for being creative, putting guys in positions to succeed. Uh, And like I said, we've talked about it for the past couple weeks now. The Raiders defense and Max Crosby is really the catalyst for your 2023 Raiders, right? We're going to we talked about earlier about, hey, when we look at the end of the season, uh, who are the Raiders? What team are they closer to? Well, the one thing that is not up for debate, the one thing that we know unequivocally is that in 2023, the defense was the heart of this team. Max Crosby was the heart of the Raiders, as he so typically is. He was the emotional, spiritual, on-the-field leader for this group. And the Raiders went in many ways as Max and this defense went. Uh, So it'll be really exciting to see them get their second shot at Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and this incredibly talented Kansas City Chiefs team on Monday morning. Uh, And I can't wait, man. I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, right? The Chiefs deserve a ton of credit, a ton of respect because of what they have done over the past decade in the NFL. But, 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 if the Raiders are able to eke out a W, able to enjoy a fantastic Christmas morning into Christmas night, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I will say this, though. The final two weeks get very, very, emphasis on very, interesting. But none of that matters unless the Raiders handle business on Monday. Uh, They will get on a plane. What is today? Today is Friday. They will get on a plane on Sunday 
to fly out to Kansas City. They will handle business, or I should, we hope they will handle business on Monday, and they will be back here on Christmas night. But one guy that we is hope that we are hoping for to have another uh, big output uh, on on Monday. I keep trying to say Sunday on Monday at Arrowhead is our guy Malcolm Coons. And, and I was talking with Malcolm on our way down earlier after we after we just spoke, and and he was talking about oh we were talking about the media and how he's gotten better and improved. Uh, and I mean that with with all due respect, since he was a rookie, and he kind of like looked at me and goes, I don't know if I love doing this, man. But I told him I said, hey, it's a bad thing if people don't want to talk to you. If people don't want to talk to you, that means you are not making plays. That means you are not having your name on the statute. That means you are not leaving an imprint on what they're doing on the gridiron every game day. And Malcolm Kuntz is certainly doing that. A career year in so many ways. A guy who is really kind of coming into his own year three. Uh, We forget that Malcolm is still a very young player, uh, still ascending, but it's been really, really cool to see him do his thing this year. And, you know, already four sacks. uh, Like I said, a career high with three weeks to go. Uh, And it'll be great to see Malcolm out there along with the rest of the Raiders defensive line featuring Max Crosby here on Monday morning, or not here on Monday morning, but an arrowhead on Monday morning. So without further ado, here he is. Enjoy our conversation with the defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, Malcolm Kuntz. Man, we look ahead now to Kansas City with our friend Malcolm Kuntz. And Malcolm, before we look ahead to the Chiefs, we got to talk ever so briefly about Thursday night, which feels like a lifetime ago now because yeah, of the funky schedule. Uh, but, you know, I think one of the best parts of that game was looking after the fact, kind of in a historical sense, about all the crazy stats and the numbers and things that came out of that. And one of my favorite ones is that you, Mr. Koontz, are now one of, one of only five players since 1999, Raiders that is, to have two sacks and two forced fumbles in a game. First guy that's done it in about three years. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so so. What, what was working for you uh, individually on Thursday night there at Allegiant? Uh, I don't know. I just was just, just out there playing, so... I guess I showed up. It was just my day. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious. You guys are up 42 nothing at halftime. That place is going crazy. Uh, surprising in the best way. You just don't see scores like that in the NFL, right? Like, what was the vibe like? What was the energy energy like at halftime? It was just fun. Like, it was like everybody was hooping. It just, it just, it was a nice vibe. Like, it was just fun. That's all I can say. And and AP, AP, AP talked about it afterwards. You said, hey, like we had our eyes set on that record, like mm-hmm. that we knew it was something we wanted to do. Like what was his kind of energy and message to you guys at the half? Well, AP always, no matter what the score looked like, he's going to give you 110. So he definitely, I don't even think his energy even changed. It <laughs> felt the same at the, at the beginning, at the end. So uh, yeah, he just gave us 100, 110 like like percent of like how he felt. That's what he does, right? He brings the energy, brings the juice. And, yeah. and you know, now I guess you know, so many great things that came from that game, obviously. One game uh, in the course of a season, still a few football games left in front of us. But I'm kind of just curious for you, when when you look at, at 2023 for you, obviously mm-hmm. the, the stats are what they are, improved in nearly etic- every category across the board, career high in sacks, all that. Is there and Was there a moment this year where it kind of, I hate the term, like it clicked, but something mm-hmm. went, you went, oh, okay, like this is kind of how it's supposed to feel? Um, yeah, I do think I'm kind of going through that now. I do th- definitely think, like, I don't know, like, it's things are starting to slow down. Things are starting to make way more sense than it did in the past. And also, like, I commend, like, uh, Robbie and stuff like that, too, for helping me out, like, on, like, how my hips should be or how I should rush or, like, just little things. Like, it, and I feel like in, when I was young, like, the, not when I was young. but You're still younger, young. Come on, yeah. man. When I was younger, like, it was a lot of, like, things about rushing I didn't, like, really understand. I just, like, thought, like, go fast try to beat him to a spot and stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, Patrick Graham told this great story earlier this week about he was watching, and he didn't say what point in the year it was, but he said somewhere recently, he was watching film, like practice film of you, and mm-hmm. he just turned it off to like make the point of like, this is how it's supposed to look, right? Yeah. Like this Malcolm is doing everything that he's supposed to do in practice. Like, you know, for, for someone, for a fan who's not on the practice field, who doesn't understand kind of what goes into an NFL practice, like 
what did, what was that? What were the things that you were doing that, that Coach Graham was like, yeah, this is it. This is how it's supposed to be. Uh, I think just focusing on, like, technique and, like, I, I mean, like, on Thursday night you see, like, the huge plays, like the strip sacks and stuff like that. But uh, I don't think that's, like, what really in practice is, like, the, the big plays. Like, mm-hmm. the big plays would be, like, something little, like keeping your leverage or or playing with the right technique or having the right stance or playing with the right po- body position and stuff like that. So. Is that something that you're a little more like cognizant of that you think of during practice than you did say like when you were a rookie? Yeah, definitely. Because um, like there's a lot more like you you're so much of a better player if your technique is right compared to like if you're just trying to play on just straight like talent and stuff like that. So so yeah, definitely. Is that an adjustment you think for a lot of a lot of guys who come in like and I'm sure you're the case too, right? You're a freak athlete in high school, you're a freak athlete in college, and you assume hey I'm gonna get to the league and I'm mm-hmm. gonna be able to rely on yeah. the fact that I'm just bigger, stronger, faster than yeah. everyone. And you get here and that's not the case, right? Is that yeah. kind of an adjustment for young and, guys? Yeah, you definitely have to let things like kind of slow down for a little bit and like kind of like like take things at your own pace and then you can speed it up. But like I, I don't know if you can. Some guys can do it. I, I don't know if you can like just for me personally, I, I couldn't hit the ground and just straight running. I had to like train and I'm also like very fortunate I had a whole bunch of like good good rushers that I get to get got to watch in like early in my career and then I'm around Max every day so yeah I mean speaking of Max too I mean yeah. a guy who's playing out of his mind right now yeah. who should be in the in my humble opinion in the conversation for all the end of season awards but when you look at Max in 2023 and you've had a nice you know you talk about you've had a, a chance to kind of be up close and personal mm-hmm. and watch his journey over the past couple of years like what's different about Max in 2023 as opposed to years past uh, honestly, to be real, I feel like Max is since I've been around him, he has always been same, the same. dude. He's just like I don't know. I'm I'm starting to think that he's Loki. Like you ever seen like the Terminator movie, and like the the flesh kind of comes off of him, and they like have like the metal underneath. I'm Loki thinking that. That's my that's my uh, my idea about Max. You know, it's so funny about Max too. Like you know, we were with Max in Oakland as a rookie, and, and I tell people all the time, and I've told him this before. Like he's the same dude walking through these halls that he was back at 1220 Alameda. Yeah. He's just got a little, few more tads, yeah. got a little beard now, but he's like the same dude. And I think yeah. that like that speaks a lot to like who he is as like a person, the way that he was like raised. But like, it, it's very cool to see a guy like that who's had all this success, yeah. right? Who's gone to all the Pro Bowls, has all the crazy stats, all the career records, and he's still like the same dude. Yeah, he's the same dude. He's humble. I love Max. He's, he definitely is like one of those like genuine people that like, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. He's the same person every day. So... Yeah, it's definitely a dope person to be around. 100%. And before we get you out of here, Malcolm, we gotta, we got to ask you about the Chiefs. Uh, so kind of a scheduling oddity, right? You've played them twice now in the span of like four weeks, which yeah. is kind of funky, especially for a division opponent this late in the year. But uh, when you look at Mahomes, you look at Kelsey, you look at this team, I mean, the offense is prolific. They do what they do every year. Uh, kind of key to at least trying to, to keep them contained uh, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day at Arrowhead. Uh, I want to say it's keep, keeping them contained. It's kind of just like playing our game and playing to our strengths and knowing how good we are and just making sure that, like, we don't, like, fall in the trap of, like, trying to match them and just kind of be ourselves. So, 100%. Well, hey, man, whatever you guys are doing has been working as of late, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Congratulations on all the success so far. I know we got a few more games to go, but yeah. really, really cool to watch you do your thing this year. Best of luck on, uh, on Christmas and happy holidays, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you. And a big thank you to Malcolm Coots for coming to hang out with us on a Friday. Like I said, a funky schedule for the players this week uh, with the holiday and, and the Monday game. So we do appreciate Malcolm coming to hang out with us for a little bit after practice. Well, it's about that time where we look at the opposition and we figure out what do the Raiders need to do to win. The Raiders will win if. We do it every week. I spend ample time thinking about what do we have to do, uh, what needs to work for the Raiders to win. And I mean, this like the cop-out answer is, hey, let's just run back what we did on, on Thursday, right? Let's just do that. But it's not that simple. So for me, the Raiders will win if. 
After much contemplation, if you can get consistent pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Consistent pressure. We had Jack Jones deliver one of the quotes of the year, in my opinion, yesterday during the uh, open open portion of locker room here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And he just said it simply, very colorfully, and, and I thought pretty accurately. He goes, it's Patrick Mahomes we've got to stop. You stop the magician and the act is over, right? And, and I think we have all discussed and we have all seen perhaps some of the wide receiving, I wouldn't say issues, but some of the shortcomings at times that the Chiefs have had to deal with in 2023, right? That is not a secret. That is not me casting dispersions on anyone. That is just the reality of 2023 for the Chiefs. And so if you're able to get consistent pressure on Patrick Mahomes, if you're able to force him into making some throws to his receivers that, as I said, you know, perhaps are not the same grade, the same caliber that we've come to expect from recent years of the Chiefs, I like the Raiders' chances. Now, when we talk about consistent pressure, that means all varieties of pressure, right? That obviously means Malcolm and Max doing their thing off the edge. That means the big boys in the middle, your John Jenkins, your Adam Butler is getting some pressure up the middle. That also means Patrick Graham getting creative, as he has done throughout 2023, do we get some Jack Jones blitzes? Do we get Nate Hobbs flying, screaming off the edge at a few times? Do we see Trayvon Merriger, Marcus Epps also getting involved? It, it has to be with a player as good as Mahomes. And we can all sit here and grumble and mumble about him, but the man is elite. The man is going to be in, in the pantheon of all-time great quarterbacks, of all-time great players. Give the man his flowers, right? When you're facing a player like Mahomes, you have got to be creative. What you did a month ago isn't going to work. Mahomes is just one of those dudes that he if you give him the opportunity, if you show him something that he saw 30 days ago and he recognizes that, he's going to slice and dice you. So we, we talk about that consistent pressure, and I am really, really curious to see what Patrick Graham has dialed up Monday afternoon at Arrowhead Stadium. Because we talked about it earlier, right, before we talked to Malcolm. Patrick Graham is coaching out of his mind right now. He is doing a fantastic job. The Raiders' defense is forcing turnovers in bunches. They are flat. We, we talk about kind of how does it feel defensively. You feel the Raiders' defense. Right, And it's not just Max. And that was our big storyline coming into this year. It's going to be Max and who? And now it's Max and all of his buddies. It's Max and Malcolm and Robert Spillane, who's having a Pro Bowl season. And Jack Jones and Trayvon, an awesome year uh, on the back end. And Marcus Epps and Big Meek doing his thing now. So it's Max and all of his buddies getting in there, making sure that the party they throw, that everyone's invited. And so I'm really, really intrigued about what kind of wrinkles that Patrick Graham is going to throw at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes this upcoming Monday. And if the Raiders are able to get that consistent pressure, and we go back to that Week 12 matchup for just a sec, the Raiders were only able to tally one sack. A Max Crosby sack, a great sack, as they tend to be. But that was it, really. That was all the pressure that this group was able to generate. It was the one sack, it was two quarterback hits, and Mahomes had enough time to do his thing back there. And look, no one is going to uh, confuse Patrick Mahomes for Lamar Jackson or one of those guys who can go out and run a 4-3-40 and is going to be incredibly creative and, and making, you know, making uh, you know, moves with his legs 30 yards after the past line of scrimmage. You, you have got to respect the fact that when he's got to, Patrick Mahomes can get out of the pocket, he can do his things, and we have seen him year after year now do just enough with those legs to win games for the Kansas City Chiefs. So consistent pressure. From the Raiders, not defensive front, Raiders defense as a collective. And look, we know what we're going to get from Max. He does it every single week. 
we have now grown accustomed to seeing some of that complimentary uh, rushing, some of that complimentary play from uh, from Malcolm, from Tyree Wilson, who has had a really nice couple weeks now, kind of shifted him on the inside a little bit more than we've seen in weeks past. So we kind of know what to expect from the line. But like I said, is this the week that we see Nate Hobbs flying off the edge? Is this the week that we see a few Trayvon Merrick blitzes? Is this the week that Big Meek gets his opportunity to go get the quarterback again? I'm excited, and I think really where this game is, is going gonna, is gonna to lie is that kind of chess match between Andy Reid and Patrick Graham. Andy Reid uh, and Patrick Mahomes, who have one of the best working relationships in NFL history, and Patrick Graham, a dude who's fully in the matrix right now. He's seeing everything in slow-mo, right? Pat Graham's just dodging the bullets, doing his thing, right? Whatever, the numbers that he's seeing, they're all working. I'll be really excited to see how that looks, how that feels. And look, on, a, on what is supposed to be kind of a nasty day in Kansas City, if the offense aren't, offenses aren't as high-flying and dynamic as we expect them to be, who makes a play? Is the Chiefs defense going to make a play? Is Max Crosby going to make a play? Who's going to make a play? And to me, that is really what this boils down to Monday morning at, uh, at Arrowhead Stadium. But it's the holidays, we got to get out of here. But before we do that, we got to crack some, uh, some ice-cold bruchachos. It is the holidays after all. And didn't have to put a lot of thought into this one, man. Today we're cracking an ice-cold brewski for my wife. The boss uh, secured her master's in education earlier this week. Big shout-out to all the, uh, the UNLV Rebels, both undergraduate and graduates, and the doctors who uh, graduated in the uh, in the ceremony earlier this week as well, man. Very, very cool. Uh, you know, you having seen it firsthand, the amount of work, the amount of time, the amount of just uh, sweat equity that goes into getting one of those, any degree really, but particularly those postgraduate degrees, really, really impressive. So big shout out to her. And like I said, big shout out to everyone at UNLV who got their uh, degrees over the past week. Really, really cool and something that we should all celebrate, right? Because the, the more people that we're putting through our education system, the more people that are you know getting these opportunities to go to school, to enrich themselves, to do all that, it's, uh, it's good news for all of us. So uh, quick programming note, fifth quarter, on Christmas, business as usual for us, right? We're going to do our thing as we always do. It'll be me and Jason Fitz. Fitz back home in Connecticut, me here in the uh, in the studio at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. But uh, we hope you guys enjoy the game on Monday morning. You hang out with us Monday afternoon into Monday evening. Uh, our entire Silver and Black Productions crew is going to be here rocking and rolling, making sure that you guys are fully up to date. Hopefully we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to celebrate. That is my hope. That is my plan. That is my goal. But all the same, we will be here post-game on Monday, uh, and then we'll turn the page real quick because just like that, you know, that's the beauty of the uh, the long week is that it turns into a short week. So on Monday, it'll be Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. We'll wake up on Tuesday, we'll recap, and then we will turn our uh, attention to the Indianapolis Colts just like that. So on that note, happy holidays, Raider Nation. Uh, for me, Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Malcolm Koontz, everyone else at Silver and Black Productions, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us. As I said, man, enjoy the holiday, enjoy the downtime with your loved ones, and we will see you guys next week, same time, back to Thursday, same place, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.